Hi. Welcome to Psalms of Love podcast. Love conquers all. Love conquers all. Hi. My name is Doug of Psalms of Love Ministries. And today I would like to uh, talk with you about how worship is a weapon. I'm not going to go extensively in this because I already have a teaching on it on our website that if you'd like to read more in depth on it, uh, you can go to psalmsoflove.com, click on teachings, and you can go there. Worship is a weapon. But I'd like to share with you the reason worship is a weapon at first. The reason worship is a weapon is because wherever we are, when we are worshiping and praising God, it says that He is in the midst of it. The Bible says where two or more are gathered in His name, He is there in the midst. It also says in Psalm 22, 3, I'd like to read this, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Now at the time, Israel was the only nation that was worshiping the one true God. And now, we as believers in Jesus, we are grafted in, we are a part of the family of God. And what he was saying at that time, Israel was his people. Israel were his children. Now we are the children of God. And when we worship, He is in the midst of our worship. He inhabits it. And wherever the presence of God is, His glory is there. His presence and glory are synonymous, interchangeable. They cannot be separated from each other. His presence is His glory. His glory is His presence. And wherever the presence of God is, there is victory. Now my favorite story is regarding King Jehoshaphat at the time. And this is contained in Second Chronicles 20 verses 1 through 30. I want to set the stage, so to say, in regards to this. And verse 1 says, And it came to pass after this, that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon And with them some of the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Jehoshaphat was fearing for his life as well as for the lives of all of the nation of Israel at the time. Now I want to skip from 1 and I want to go to verse 15. And I want to start there and share in regards to this. And just before, in the last of verse 14, it says... The Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the assembly. Jehoshaphat had gone to God and had gone to uh, him in regards to the situation. And God was speaking through some prophets. So the Spirit of the Lord was upon them and getting ready to speak to them in uh, the assembly of Israel. And he said, Hearken ye, all Judah, By the way, I'm reading from the American Standard Version, uh, if you're wanting to follow along. And he said, Hearken ye, all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Fear not ye, neither be dismayed. 
by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. God was telling Jehoshaphat, there is no need to be afraid. I am with you. I am going to take care of you. You are my people. You are my children. You are my nation. And I am not going to allow these people to come and harm you. So God was comforting Jehoshaphat at this point. And then uh, in verse 16, Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the ascent of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the valley before the wilderness of Jeruah. God was telling them how this army was even going to come in. He was preparing them, and he was giving instructions to Jehoshaphat on what he was going to do. But what he was getting ready to do was the most illogical act of warfare that I have ever heard or anyone has ever heard. And I'll continue on. 17. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not. Again, God is comforting them. Don't be afraid nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with an exceeding loud voice. They were shouting praises to God. They were excited because God has just told them they're not even going to have to fight. He has got this for them. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God. So shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. Jehoshaphat is reassuring the children of Israel. Believe what God has told us. God has told us. He is with us. He is going to fight for us. Trust Him. And when He had taken counsel with the people, He appointed them that should sing unto the Lord and give praise in holy array as they went out before the army and say, Give thanks unto the Lord, for His loving kindness endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, set liars in wait. The Lord did this. The Lord set liars in wait for the ones coming against them. But I want to back up a few minutes. The illogical, most illogical form of warfare is this. Jehoshaphat appointed them that should sing unto the Lord. He picked out the singers, the worshipers, 
Let's do it this way. He picked out the worship team and the ones who were going to worship God, play instruments, the guitars, the trumpets, the piano players, the keyboard players, the violinist, this, and the, the choir. And this is what he did. And as they went out before the army, he placed them in front of the army of Israel. So let's put it this way in terms that we would kind of realize today. We take a worship team out of the church. We've got all of the instrumentalists and we've got the choir. We've got the choral singers. We've got the lead singers. We've got the, uh, the whole assembly. And then we've got the army and we've got the army lined up and they have got the machine guns, the Uzis. They've got the bazookas and they've got tanks. And we take all of the worshipers and we put them in front of this army. Now, the first bullet that starts flying out towards the enemy, it's going to wind up going through all of the worship team that's in front of them. They're going to have to fight and shoot around them. They're going to have to shoot. The worship team's going to be slaughtered if they even fired their first weapon. But remember, God told them they weren't even going to have to fight. He was going to fight for them. So here we are. And when they began to sing and to praise, remember, the Lord inhabits the praise of His people. The Lord was there, right there with them. Where two or more are gathered, He is there in their midst. God was there with them. The Lord set liars in wait against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir that were come against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. So in other words, God placed this group of people in front of the Moabites, the Ammonites. And the Ammonites and Moabites went after them first and after they took them out, then they turned on each other and started going at each other and slaughtered each one of their own. And when Judah came to the watchtower of the wilderness, they looked upon the multitude, and behold, they were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and there were none that escaped. So here's the picture, okay? You have Jehoshaphat. They went first to God. God spoke to them, said, don't be afraid, my children. Don't be afraid. I'm going to take care of this. You don't have to worry about a thing. I am going to take care of you. You're not even going to have to fight. I've got this. Trust me. How often do we say we trust God? And then we don't. 
Would we trust God if we were following a pastor or a minister or a leader of not maybe not even in a church? And the leader said, we're going to take the worship team. We're going to go fight this army over here. We've got our army lined up. We've got the Uzis, the machine guns and bazookas. We've got tanks. We've got the newest of all the equipment. And we're going to go to battle. But I want the worship team in front. If you were on the worship team, would you say, okay, trusting God? Or would you immediately, uh, I got laryngitis, I can't sing today. I'm out of here. You let me know how this goes. That is where trust comes in. And we have to trust God. This was the most illogical form of warfare. This was the most illogical plan of warfare I have ever heard. To be exact, anyone's ever heard. Because to this day, it's never been done again. Not in our time. So, God first comforts Jehoshaphat and all of the children of Israel and they just shout with loud praises to him when they get the words from him saying, I've got this kids, I'm going to take care of you, don't worry about it. And then the next morning, getting their instructions, Jehoshaphat knows that he is instructed by God, take the worship team and put them in front of the army. That is where trust came in. The worshipers had to trust that God had them because they knew if an actual battle broke out, they were the first in line, they were going to go because the army was behind them. But they didn't even have to lift a finger to fight. The Ammonites, Moabites, they went up and there was a group of people in Mount Seir that God had in their way. And so they had gone up to Mount Seir. They slaughtered them. And then in the midst of it, they turned. And whether it was confusion, I'm not sure because the Bible doesn't say. But they turned on each other and slaughtered each one of them. And there was no one left. And when Jehoshaphat and all of Israel got there, there was no one that they had to even worry about. It was gone. And then later in the scriptures, it says that they were instructed, they went down, and then they picked up all the spoils from down there, and they got all of the wealth that was left right down there in the battleground. And then they went home praising God. And this is how it ended with this. It says, and that the rest of the time, all of the nations that were in the area became afraid of the God of Israel. They feared the one true God because they had heard how the God of Israel slaughtered the Moabites and the Ammonites. And Jehoshaphat and the children of Israel from that time forward lived in peace for many years. So worship 
is a weapon. I had someone shared this with me, a dear sister shared this with me. We all know that the armor of God, the weapon we were given was the sword of the Spirit. But the sword of the Spirit is a two-edged sword. One edge is the Word. And we know that because it says the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. The other edge is worship. So when we are praising and worshiping God, we are swinging the spiritual weapon. Why? Because God says, when we worship, He inhabits it. And it is when we worship true worship, not just sing songs, not just mimic what we've seen, but when we truly worship with all our heart, because that's what the children of Israel were doing. They were worshiping God with all they had in them, all their heart, and He was there. So when we give our worship to God from the depth of our inner being, from the depth of our heart, He inhabits our worship. So worship is a weapon I have heard it many times from many different people. When you're going through something, praise your way through. As hard as it is to do that, if we can get ourselves in a state of gratitude, because when we are worshiping God, we are giving love to Him. We are giving thanks to Him. And when we are in that state of loving Him and the state of gratitude towards Him, then we forget about our troubles because He is bigger than any trouble we go through. So I want to encourage you, when you get in scenarios and situations, and I'm speaking from experience, trust me, I have been in many situations that I have been stretched so far that I thought I was like Gumby and I was going to pop. And I just want to encourage you, worship in these times. You don't have to necessarily sing because worship really comes from the depth of your heart. Worship is not about the song. You can worship at any time, anywhere. Father, I just thank you for who you are. I just thank you that you are always with me. Your word declares that you never leave me nor forsake me, no matter what I go through. Father, you are bigger than every problem that we face. Father, we just thank you. That is worship, my friends. We just worshiped God. That is true worship. It's not about the song. It is about your heart. And it is about just loving Papa, giving Him our innermost heart to Him. That is what it is. So I encourage you, when you get in situations that you're not sure what to do and not sure how you're going to get out of it, then just take time and worship. And even if you can't sing a song or don't even have the energy to feel like singing, then maybe put on a worship CD and let the worship CD do the singing. And then you just focus on how much 
God loves you and that He is with you. And just like He told the children of Israel, don't be afraid. I am with you. I will not leave you. And I will take care of this. And I am speaking not only to you, friends, but I'm speaking to myself. We all need this. I encourage you, just like God told the children of Israel, don't let fear eat your lunch. Praise and worship God. When you don't know what else to do, then just sit alone with God and love on Him through worship. Thank you for joining us on our podcast today. I hope this has been a blessing. And again, if you want to read more extensive on this, Worship is a Weapon, go to our website, psalmsoflove.com, and click on Teachings. Thank you again. God bless. Shalom.